live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Snyder. Medical facilities in northern Gaza are facing a dire situation as Israeli forces battle Hamas militants. The say they're running out of water and food. Dr. Mohammed Hanil is at Nasser Hospital. That has nothing to do with this conflict. teams working inside the hospital directly in the ICU, in the operation theater. They are treating patients. They have nothing to do with this complex political issue. The separate Al-Quds hospital is reported to have shut down and health officials in Gaza say thousands of medics, patients and displaced people are trapped with no power and few supplies in Shifa Hospital, Gaza's largest. Israel's military says there is a safe corridor for civilians to leave Shifa and that they will assist in evacuating vulnerable babies today. Palestinians say at least two newborns have died and dozens are at risk. Thousands of protests are expected to be on the streets of San Francisco as Asia-Pacific leaders gather for a summit meeting this week. NPR's John Ruich reports a focus will be on a meeting slated for Wednesday between President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping. The meeting will be the first interaction between the leaders of the world's top two economies in a year. Their last face-to-face was on the sidelines of a G20 meeting in Indonesia last November. U.S. officials say the main goals are to stabilize U.S.-China ties, expand dialogue, and help keep a competitive relationship from sliding into conflict. There is friction across the board. Relations nosedived after an alleged Chinese spy balloon was spotted floating over the United States in February. Since the summer though both sides have been taking steps to re-engage. Analysts aren't expecting big breakthroughs, but say if the two leaders can draw a line under the relationship, it could help keep things under control next year, when tensions are sure to heat up around presidential elections in Taiwan and the United States. John Ruich, NPR News, San Francisco. United Auto Workers at General Motors, Ford and Stellantis continue to vote on whether to ratify tentative deals with those companies. The workers stand to get substantial raises after a historic six-week strike. NPR's Camila Dombanowski reports on what those contract wins mean for everyone else. It is so expensive to get a car right now that it might be hard for companies to raise prices much more. That could help limit the sting for buyers. Now, from the automaker's perspective, these deals are a headwind, specifically for the Detroit Three. But executives have expressed confidence about their future profits. Tom Narayan at RBC Capital put it this way. Look, it's not a positive to have to pay more wage increases, but I think they expected it, right? Then, of course, there are the workers for whom a wage increase is very much a positive, And the deal is expected to push wages up even for auto workers who aren't in the union. Camila Dominowski, NPR News. And from Washington, this is NPR News. WNF Tampa. The White House is rejecting the two-step stopgap funding proposal from House Republicans, calling it a recipe for more Republican chaos and more shutdowns. The proposal was unveiled by House Speaker Mike Johnson last night. A temporary spending bill must be signed by President Biden by this Friday to avert a partial government shutdown. A march against anti-Semitism is taking place in Paris today with representatives from across the political spectrum participating. NPR's Elder Beardsley reports that President Emmanuel Macron released a letter today expressing solidarity with the demonstrators. French President Emmanuel Macron says the rise of anti-Semitism in France is unacceptable and called for the French to come out and stand with their Jewish compatriots. What's being called the Great Civic March is expected to bring out tens of thousands of people. It's already brought out political squabbles. French far-right leader Marine Le Pen ignited an uproar over her plans to attend the march. Many don't believe she has truly split with the party's anti-Semitic past under her father, the one-time president of the far-right National Front Party. The leader of the far-left France Unbowed Party, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, is courting his own controversy, describing the march as a meeting of what he calls friends of unconditional support for the massacre of Palestinians in Gaza. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News, Paris. To Greece now, where Kenya's Edwin Kipto has won today's 40th Athens Marathon. He ran the course in a record time of 2 hours, 10 minutes, 34 seconds. Morocco's Sukena Atenane won the women's race in 2 hours, 31 minutes, 52 seconds. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Annie E. Casey Foundation, using research and evidence to develop solutions that help families and communities create a brighter future for young people. More information is available at aecf.org. 
WMNF is accepting volunteer applications to be part of our on-air team. And welcome. This is Latinx. Welcome, welcome to the Soul Kitchen and Design, your resident WMNF. chef, Big Eddie G. Join your favorite voices on 88.5 FM, WMNF.org, and our HD channels. If you've always dreamed of being on the radio, I would love to be on the radio. Now's your chance. Join your listening-supported radio station, WMNF. Apply under the programming tab at WMNF.org. On November 24th, WMNF's First Call will be having its first ever event, the Black Friday Day After Turkey Day Show. Featuring POC, announced the apocalypse and void dream at the Brass Mug, 1450 Skipper Road, Tampa, Florida. $12 in advance, 15-day show. This is an all-age show. Doors open at 7.30. Bands on at 8.30. For more information, go to WMNF.org and we will see you there. Hi, this is Mitch Perry, reporter with the Ford of Phoenix and one of the co-hosts of the new public affairs show here on WMNF called The Skinny, where we give you the real straight deal. I'll be joined every Friday morning at 11 a.m. with my co-hosts, Ben Montgomery and Ray Roa, editor-in-chief with Creative Loafing, as we get in-depth on some of the biggest stories happening in the Tampa Bay area and Florida. That's this and every Friday at 11 a.m. Hi, I'm Sean, and I hope you tune in to my interview show called Tuesday Cafe every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 WMNF. I interview environmentalists, politicians, social justice activists, academics, and other experts about topics that impact you right here in the Tampa Bay area. I focus on issues that are important locally and across the whole state of Florida. The show is called Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan. It's every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 FM, WMNF Tampa, and on WMNF.org. tuned to the Sunday Forum right now here on WMNF Radio, your community radio station here on 88.5 on the FM dial. And we are talking about human rights here on the Sunday Forum. But as you just heard, the Tuesday Cafe is coming up on Tuesday with Sean Canan. And I just wanted to let you know that he's going to be talking about open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act's health insurance marketplace, which begins this month. Uh, they'll be talking about how you can get help from a, a navigator to choose the Obamacare plan that's best for you and to find out if you are eligible for financial assistance. And we'll take your questions. That's uh, coming up at 10 a.m. Tuesday morning on WMNF. It's called the Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan. But right now, you are tuned to the Sunday Forum, and we're taking your telephone calls, talking about human rights, more specifically in Haiti, but human rights generally. And uh, we're going to be talking about that more as we get through this hour. We're here until 10 o'clock following the Sunday Forum, of course, is going to be Post Martin Hoot Nanny. They'll be coming your way next, getting back to the music here on the Sunday morning. And taking you on into the afternoon with the music and on into the evening. So keep it tuned. You'll be entertained for the rest of the day. But right now, up until 10, you are listening to the Sunday Forum. And we're taking your telephone calls and your emails. And a few people have written emails that, you know, we're going to share with you as we get on through the show. Uh, but we have been talking about Haiti and the atrocities and We've had some historical perspectives brought in about Dominican Republic. You know, there's cross-border tensions that are flaring up over the last couple of days between Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Uh, you have been writing us emails about some of the historical perspective you would like us to, to look at. Um, so we are going to get back to this conversation as Walter L. Smith II is in the house and ready to get back to the Sunday Forum taking your telephone calls. So call us, 
239-9663 is the number to call. 239-9663 after you dial 813 area code. Uh, but give us a call so that we can continue to have our discussion here on the Sunday Forum about human rights. Hey, yo, bust it. We about to flip it on some old laid back. Mellow my man tip. We gonna set it like this. Yo, check it. Bust it. Lottie, lottie. Who likes to party like Slick Rick the Bula? I'm cooler than I kids. I kick flows like catfish. Ain't got many MCs on the blacklist. I'm sharp as a cat. It's plus quick to bust gymnastic tactics. Us, who's this really true to that rap shit? Now holla to the scholarly. Streets cast to follow me. Back to the soul shack with packs of rap colonies. Max that. Foreign objects is mad abstract. Make shot back. I've been the one to go like me, Shaq Black. So the nappy got a bookworm. Shoe styles like sperm. Cool as my gum. Little with the cock a lot. Pervert. The earth sticks like wicks. All right, all right, all right. To my middle my man. Yes, right here on WMF's Sunday Forum. The Sounds of the Roots. Great group, man. Great group. Um, legendary group, though. Very quickly legendary, right? One of the few rap groups that actually is made up of actual musicians. Yeah. Right? With a band yeah. and everything, right? The roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and their roots come from jazz. Right. Right? The fusion of jazz and jazz and hip-hop. He's just um, influential. The roots has just been influential and absolutely. have come to be at the center of the culture. Absolutely. You know, they're on the Tonight Show. You know? <laughs> they are at the center of the culture. Seriously, man. <laughs> it's great to see them. Great to see them do what they do. Yeah. Great to see them do what they do. Um, so, we were talking about the issue of human rights <sighs> here on the Sunday Forum, and we are definitely, definitely, um, we're faced with a lot of human rights issues around the world, right? right? And right here in our own backyard, we have human rights issues and violations constantly on people, right? If you can think of a human rights issue that a violation against us here in the Tampa Bay area, well, maybe just, well, we know we know a couple of them right now. You know, typical stuff, human, you know, police brutality, stuff like that. But what other what other ways do you see human rights violations um, taking place here in your community? 813-239-9663. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what's happening. But I'm going to tell you about the bus tour, which revealed a lot of stuff regarding that. Right, and everybody recognized it finally, in terms of, in terms of the human rights violations that, that there are, you know, regarding our energy companies, our energy companies. So when we when we talk about that, what do we mean when we're talking about people? You know, talk, our energy company here in Hillsborough County is Tico, Tampa Electric Company, right? And knowing that that's the case. You know, there are a lot of people who are employed by them. Um, they, they've they spent generations working there, a couple of generations of people, maybe two, three generations of people work there at the electric company, right? Um, 
not necessarily because they had they didn't have a choice. They did have a choice, but um, that's not really the human rights violation, right? Human rights violation is what happens as a result of how they operate, right, on the public. And what do we mean by that? We're talking about that. We're talking about the fact that they continue to burn fossil fuels that are damaging, damaging to human beings in several different ways, damaging to our environment in several different ways. And we're exposed to this stuff all the time. And I think a lot of times people take that for granted and don't or or they don't think about it, you know? Uh, because it's not as it's not as up in your face as an actual police beating um or, or murder of uh, like Arthur Green or something like that. You know what I mean? That's right. that's serious stuff, man. That's serious stuff. You can't ignore that. Um, but let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Call in 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663 right here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, we want to hear from you. Um, okay, so as we talk about this, man, I mean, what, what are your thoughts, Mabili? Oh, well, the idea that in wintertime... There isn't any way of stopping a Tico from cutting people off, mm. you know, just because they couldn't pay. They were too poor to pay or something. There has to be uh, constitutional protections, I believe, from doing that. But given that you know, this is a capitalist country, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle to get that. But there are there are ways that, you know, people can access help. To get bills paid in winter, uh, but it's you know if you got help earlier in the year, you're not going to be able to get help later in the year. So right. that's always right. not an option for a lot of people. But I think that it should be a violation of human rights, especially in a household where there are children that ever right. in winters, well even in summer, turn off utilities right. or even water. You know you should never be without utilities. In a developed country, uh, an advanced economy such as this one. Absolutely. And, and you know what? Um, there's this thing called the Dirty Truth Report that comes out quarterly from different environmental companies, uh, not companies, excuse me, environmental groups, organizations. Uh, and its, it's, uh, it's sources are firsthand sources of what happens with various energy companies around the state. And... Tico got an F. Hmm. They usually get an F <laughs> <laughs> since since its inception, uh, and the last time we got a D. The only reason they got a D was because it dismantled the one of the coal fire uh, the coal combustion plants, and so that was a good thing. But we're still burning fossil fuels, so they got a D instead of. Instead of going up, you know, instead of a C or whatever, what it could have been. But that is interesting to see how that was developed. And you continue to burn these fossil fuels. What are you doing? You're impacting this environment. When you're impacting the environment at the level that they do, um, that's serious stuff, man. I mean, because, you know, think about what happens during the summertime. As we talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. Air conditions going off, everything like that. And so the air conditions going on, especially in a house that's not weatherized, mm. especially in a house that's not weatherized, eating up that electric bill. But what we know for certain is that there are people who can't fix their air conditioner in the same way that somebody else would. It takes them a while to do it. Mm-hmm. So what what do we do? We put those little fans in, right? Take the, mm-hmm. big, the 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 fans, the oscillating fans, or whatever it is, and put them in different parts of the house in order to keep the house cool mm-hmm. during those summer months. And that can be very, very costly still. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's not as costly as the air conditioner. You know, uh, running in a situation where they're not uh, weatherized, right? That's a problem. Serious problem. Uh, we got some people that called in. Let's go to the calls. Oh, yeah. They're calling in. 813-239-9663. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. 
Hello, good morning. Well, good morning. Um, you know, I love your show. This is always such a, uh, a pleasure to hear these issues being discussed. They're so seldom addressed uh, down you. here. Uh, your, your southern neighbors, Sarasota. All right. You know, we're, we're real uh, proud of our diversity, but boy, it doesn't matter if we get diverse people running our country, county. It just It's all the same game, and you know, we deal with all sorts of civil rights violations here, and you can look at the history of Sarasota where they push out the poor, the homeless, uh, the corruption that occurs in, in the various, you know, building departments and uh, county commissioners, and no one ever goes to jail. These guys just do it with impunity. Right. And I feel like until there's real equal justice where, you know, like I've, I've filed Freedom of Information Act, Sunshine Law requests, and they just blatantly disregard the stuff because they want to keep their position and cover for their departments that assist them in this in this wide-ranging corruption. And when you talk about it with people, what they recommend is be careful. You'll get in trouble. They'll come after you with all guns. And I feel like until we all stand up together, and, and it's not about about white black it's about all of us finally building a family here in this country and i'm mixed ancestry with german irish lakota cheyenne and cherokee you know so you know i've got i've, I've got a stake in a lot of this you know and I'm, most importantly i have a stake that our country becomes something better than than what it is and i'm not saying that we're the worst country or the best country but we have a possibility of really becoming a strong family, and I, I think, you know, the time for that is just now. And boy, until we start getting the the equal fairness of justice for, you know, not 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 even the the big stuff like that, but just like you're saying, the small stuff. I mean, why is it that poor communities are shuttled with all these environmental issues, and then when people look at the cancer rates, that there's not huge investigations? You know, it should be like. Why are you doing this? You know, it should be just such basic common sense, and it, it's not. And uh, I really appreciate, you know, your 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 show. It's, it's, like I said, one of the few opportunities to hear some of these things discussed both regionally and globally. And um, speaking of that kind of colonialist uh, racism that you see, look at how the Palestinians, Washington Post, there was just a picture, cartoonish representation of the Palestinians with babies and old ladies strapped to them about how they're using them as human shields. And, you know, yes, there's collateral damage in war, but 11,000 people is collateral damage. (laughs) It's just, you know, it's it's such an old game of just dehumanize your enemies, stand by your your allies. And, and, you know, here we're talking about 2 billion plus people are in the Muslim world. It's, you know, it's important for us to be inclusive of all the situations and people and, and, you know, start really making our our ideals that the country was founded on matter, you know, and, and for once, keep keep our country's word. You know, when I when I talk to uh, people here in Sarasota and remind them of their ancestral and legal obligations through the treaties and how Indians are supposed to be sovereign and how that's supposed to be enacted, you should see the reactions and the racism oh, that I got explaining that to them. Oh, I mean, it's, it's I like explaining something that that's like some kind of conspiracy theory about aliens. You know, like, <laughs> right? No, right. What's the matter with you, guy? Honor the treaty. Your people right. are all liars. You know, right, right, right. Call it this. Is going back to eighteen hundreds. I mean, the most recent treaties signed were with the uh, Mohawk Indians in New York. And their treaties were 2007 about gambling rights. You know, they got casinos and the state wanted some of that revenue. So they signed some new treaties. Those have already been violated. So not one treaty ever has been recognized for the sovereign Indian people. And, and you know, here it is. We are living under apartheid, you know. And, oh, wow. and, and, you know, the way that people want to represent us is that they want to blame, you know, oh, look, how come? Why do you guys have all this alcoholism? Well, there's a genetic trait. And then there's also a trait when you put people in a situation that they have no economic ability, like is in Haiti, where they can't get enough resources. And then every time you 
find resources and value in this place you put them, supposedly our sovereign homelands, it's taken away. Like what happened to the Cherokee people and my great-grandmother born on the Trail of Tears. You know, it's, it's stripped because all, all of a sudden it has value. Right. Let's get it back. <laughs> well, hang tight cause, because because Mobili has a question for you. Hold a second. Well, I was just wondering about the uh, political climate down there in Sarasota. We've been hearing about the Moms for Liberty and the book bans. It seemed like that was the whole uh, partisan school board elections uh, seemed to emanate from there. Now you have, from what I understand, you have a uh, a citizen who has moved to Sarasota named Michael Flynn, mm. who has been uh, on a basically revenge campaign since he was forced out of the Trump administration or 45's administration. So, you know, what's the climate down there? Like, we understand there's a, a conservative cabal called the, there's some kind of place where they meet on cabal? a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. and plan all kinds of actions using the Proud Boys and the Moms for Liberty to go after institutions down in Sarasota. So what's the climate like? Uh, you know, I, I think we're, in the whole state, I think we're turning very right-wing, and it breaks my heart. I remember former governors, Lawton Childs, Buddy McKay, Lieutenant Governor, and, you know, very honorable people for the most part, and uh, you know, here we have Fred Atkins. I mean, there's some really good people that, that were in politics. But, yeah, it's, it's turned very right-wing. Um, you know, my hope is that the extreme right-wing will lose favor over time and, and kind of get to a medium level. Um, you know, it, but, yeah, it's, it's changing. And it's not, certainly not the, the town of circus freaks and artists and free spirits. Yeah. <laughs> it started out with, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, great great hearing you all. All right. Thank you. No longer Barnum and Bailey. Something right. else. <laughs> right. 813 We want to hear from you today. Hey, man, what, what we want to do? We want to do, wanna do uh, Most Deaf next. Let's do Most Deaf. Okay. All right, Most Deaf in the auditorium. But want to take one more call before we go? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Morning. Um, I got like three things for and in response to that gentleman. Um, really, he just he ought to really look at um uh, what uh, uh, infrastructure is down there, and that might answer his question. There is actually oil or natural gas infrastructure um, piped into Sarasota. It's called the Gulf Stream, and for what I understand, it's like that old story about. The, the, the primate um, and the hunter. The hunter's trying to figure out how the primate, you know, getting getting his, you know, whatever it is, fruit, um, honey, uh, they, they go, they, they, they I, I forget that part of the story, but but they follow the, the primate and then they'll see where he's going. I guess they feed him salt. Yeah, they put a, uh, they, they put the salt in a, uh, in a hole and they put a rope in there. And they put a salt ball in there because they, they like the salt ball. So they go in there right. and they grab it and they pull the rope and they catch, they catch the monkey. But by the time he eats the treat, the salt treat, the monkey now is has a, has a thirst. So it's going right. to go looking for water at that point. And so they hold on to the monkey and let him run freely until um, he finds water. At that time, that's when that's when he uh, when when people dig for water in those areas. Right, and that's. Really, when it comes to resources, how some folks operate, especially a creeper like beaches, um, well, for some, low-tax brackets, uh, and then as well, you got their money, that, that they're part of their 401k right there being pumped in and through, um, and so those uh, refineries, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's the pipeline, people don't understand it, there's a Gulf Stream pipeline goes from Alabama right down to Sarasota, but I didn't really uh, call to talk about that. Um, actually, I, I wanted to say <laughs> I got too much going on. Three things. One, um, when we don't know our tolerances for a lot of this uh, produce or actually processed food that we're getting, we're, we're going to always have a hard time. I think that is an offense. And to not have big corporations, food corporations, have to 
dole out some money so that we can afford some allergy or tolerance tests all the way, all the full panel, not the small, the full panel, then um, we're just going to keep having to uh, summit what they're putting out in these stores. Right. And we won't have to be able to uh, navigate away from those things. So I think that, that's an offense because people run around sick, not understanding it, and it uh, turns out that they're allergic to junk kind of stuff. Secondly, the, dis- the, the, the disorientation that uh, one might uh, encounter when trying to collect their unemployment around here is ridiculous. Mm. It's ridiculous. Mm. Um, you might have somebody like with uh, a broken ankle, a cataract, right. um, unfortunate trauma to the head. They should not be working. And I'll tell you what, the gig economy is a part of that because they mystify the collection of personal information. If you do one gig you uh, uh, platform, you're probably going to end up doing three, four, five. That's actually what's happening. And those groups don't provide you information that you can just retrieve and plug in to your uh, to, uh, to, to uh, go ahead and apply for benefits. Right. You know, so that, I mean, they slow that down. They slow individuals down, and they can do that to specific groups who don't have that, uh, 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 what do they call Social Security? It's a, well, you that, know, that, that, that. one of the things that we have to keep in mind is that, uh, you know, you have we now have this Inflation Reduction Act, right? And uh-huh. it does deal with the issue of um, helping out with public health, right? And so I'm not certain, especially how that is. I, I I'm the guy with the the trauma cataract mm-hmm. from a concussion five years ago, and a ten year old broke an ankle. I can't work right now. I didn't even know this stuff was going on. I had a doctor tell me that he didn't see nothing. I had my primary care said there's nothing wrong with his ankle. I have documentation on that, and I I'm I'm struggling now to try and collect all those gig platform documents and go on to um, to, to file for unemployment. And it was long uh, uh, established that uh, politicians here in Florida intended for it to be that way. But if there's something different, I'm happy to learn about it. I, I right now forget what my third observation is. Um, uh, well, I will say uh, the the, uh, the Past forty of a one hundred and fifty years. Now this is the this is the, the beat all. The past forty of the uh, of one hundred and twenty five to fifty years of activity of the Panama Canal corresponds. Now this the past forty of those years corresponds with everything. Well, I will say maybe twenty to thirty corresponds with Katrina and a whole host of record breaking. Um, storm activity that's happened along the Gulf Coast, and nobody's making those connections. The meteorologists around here, most well, some unfortunate big number, one is too many, are silent on it. Yeah, I mean they they, they uh, I'm this is anecdotal, okay, sure, but it's anecdotal based on things I've been learning from them. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's and that's what we're looking for is we're looking for these anecdotes and things where. We're trying. We want to hear from people about the about their human rights violations, and, and these are, you know, many of the things you mentioned are civil rights violations, uh, and there is there certainly are hints of human rights being violated there. So we, we appreciate your call, I, I, man. I did that. I did that. Appreciate y'all. Hey, appreciate, appreciate it, y'all. man. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, sometimes people. And he did a great job. Sometimes people have a, you know, they, they tell about these things that happen, these injustices that happen, and quite often they may not may not be human rights, quiet human rights, but might be labeled as civil rights. Um, but but he did a great job in in, in um, um, giving us the information. Yeah, making it connecting the dots to some extent, you know, yeah. from the these ferocious storms and the oil industry and mm-hmm. you know we know that decarbonization is supposed to be all the rage right now but we we've always seen capital try to you know vi- uh, slow down mm-hmm. any attempts mm-hmm. at taming it i mean and it, 
could inform what happens to human beings in other uh, aspects of, of life. Like what springs to mind is today is a commemoration of uh, the Suez crisis. Remember in 1956, that was one of the mm-hmm. earliest Cold War post-World War II events where, you know, you had these European powers fighting. Uh, You had France and Britain trying to take back control of the Suez Suez Canal Canal. that Nassau just, you know, of Egypt had just in 1956 nationalized. And so who they, the French and the British, they they wanted to use Israel as a proxy to go after control of the Suez Canal and uh that was these cross border between Egypt and and the Gaza Strip right. at that time right. and Palestinians got shot because they were refugees coming out, you know, of this conflict, you know, get shot by Israelis. So who took advantage of this international conundrum at the moment of who's controlling the Suez Canal to kill some Palestinians. Right. So I'm sure that is on the mind because in that in that region, people have very long memories. Well, you know, and so in this current conflict between Hamas and Israel, I'm certain the Suez crisis is on the minds of a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely. We have we have people who I mean, look look at Ethiopia and Egypt right now. Yeah, when mm-hmm. they're right at it, <laughs> they're right at it. So you know, that's 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 something. Um, okay, so let's let's talk. Um, we got we got a, we got a call. We got a call. Let's get this call. Yep, certainly. Go ahead, caller. Call. You're on the Sunday forum. What's going on, brother? African? Uh-huh, brother African. What's going on, man? Uh-huh. Man, no complaints, no problems. We can't solve. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good show, and I don't know how close I'm gonna hit on the target, like how how you know pinpoint I'm gonna be on this discussion of human rights, but I did want to. Um, you know, just uh, contribute a few ideas. Um, you know, number one, you know, uh, uh, colonialism is a human rights violation, right? And um, I heard the caller, I think it was like two callers ago, say something about, you know, almost like we're all a family and, you know, so it doesn't matter black, white, or something like that. Did I, did I, did I get that correct? He said something like that, right? We're all a family, so it doesn't matter if you're black, white. Oh, the gentleman, yeah, the gentleman from Sarasota said yeah. that. And, and you know, I, I have a family. Um, you know, I have a 26-year-old daughter, 16-year-old daughter, 14-year-old daughter, 4-year-old granddaughter, right? And, um, and you know, when we have the occasion to eat together at the table, you know, we all, you know, we, we, there's some things that we can do together. But, I mean, I don't. I would be some kind of an irresponsible father, in my view, if I treated the 26-year-old like I treat the 16-year-old and like I treat the four. You know, um, we have to have the ability to recognize, acknowledge, and appreciate the differences in our family. You know, you know if we're going to call it a family, right? Mm-hmm. We have to be able to say that, you know, black people, African people, and, and, and you know, and we can just talk about Tampa. Certainly we can say around the world, but just in Tampa, you know, suffer different kinds of circumstances, uh, you know, uh, and, and therefore require different kinds of things from their parent. And the reason why I say their parent, talking to my old friend, uh, I don't know, I, I say the Reverend Willie Dixon, that's my good friend. Yes, He's sir. 90, like 93 years old, right? And yeah. um, he talked about this shooting that happened in um, Ybor City a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, um, with this 14-year-old boy. Um, I heard, um, you know, 14-year-old boy killed. And so there's some, you know, rumbling in the community, like, you know, the parent, you know, something not, you know, not absconding the the, the ma- malicious act of the killer uh, or the act of the killer, but, you know, kind of blaming the father, like what kind of parent, right, would let the 14-year-old be out at that kind of time and all this kind of stuff, right? So there's this idea that the parent has, uh, you know, some kind of responsibility, and in this situation, we have a city government and a maniacal mayor um, who uh, is paternalistic, if you will. They, they, the city tells us uh, how to ride a bike. You know, they, I mean, like literally, like you, there's a law on how to ride the bike, uh, how to drive your car, uh, when you can go to the park, when you got to leave the park. Uh, you know, the, the law tells you what you can have at your house and you can own the house. Like I own mine, but it tells me what I can have on my property and 
and and you know I got to get a permit. You know I got to get permission <laughs> to do mm. stuff on mm. my property. Uh, and uh, I, I, even tell me I got that what size address numbers I have to have on my house, right? And um, you know what you got to do or with your money. You know they tell you, you got to pay them tax money, right? And so all this paternalistic stuff. But when something like Ebor City happens, uh, it's not their parents' fault. It's not the city parent. Uh, fault. You see what I mean? There's this paternalistic relationship, but then they want to run from responsibility and blame right. it on the colonized people, the people they control. And in my view, that that's 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 an awful kind of violation of of human rights. It's a, it's colonial domination. It's it, it's the apotheosis of colonial domination. It's a I mean perfect example. And so, um, and even the food. The brother brought up the food, man. I mean, even the food. They control the damn food. Right. They they say what kind of food can be where and who. What cattle? Who can and almost who can buy it because they lock you in to a certain kind of economic um, situation, right? And, and so I think that it's prudent. Like if we can see, you know, we, if we can be so. Uh, smart as to see that, you know, if, if a 14-year-old is out late at night, then there's something wrong with the parent. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow the parent, because, I mean, I don't know, you can't control no... After a while, you know, you just do the best you can. You can't really control it. <laughs> right? You know, um, and, and, and so the, the idea is the same. We ought to be able to see that this relationship, if they're going to take this control, then they have to take the responsibility when the, when the city is a mess. And Tampa is a mess. Tampa's a mess, and it's not because of the, you know, uh, in this analogy, it's not because of the children's fault, it's the parents' fault. And it's a human rights violation, if you ask me, that the parents of this, of, of this city won't take responsibility for the mess that their children live in. And the last thing I would say, um, when you, you know, you talked about lights and stuff, right, um, like not having lights, you know, and T- Tico uh, <laughs> is a mobster of a monster. Mm, right mm, first, a monster of a monster. Mm. Either way, but um, I remember though, right? They're still talking about this parent, this paternalistic parental kind of city uh, system we have, right? I remember when this woman, and you might remember, uh, y'all been around long enough. This woman named Angel Yuli Adams. She had a lot of children, you know, I don't know, ten, twelve children, something like that. I don't know. Uh, in some kind of way, she couldn't pay the light bill, right? And instead of Tico or, or the police or the city, the parent city taking the damn light bill and paying the light bill, they took her children because she couldn't pay the light bill. This, this is, know? this is, this, life, let me tell you something, brother. This is exactly what we talked about on the bus tour. This is exactly what we talked about because it's called an energy burden. That That is, that is one of the energy burdens is being able to take the children out of the household and put them in foster care because... The light bill wasn't probably $300. Mm. <laughs> they could have took the light bill. They could have taken the light bill, but they didn't take the light bill. They took the children. They took her children, yes. right? And then put her in jail and blamed her for the situation, you know, not because they created this mess that made it impossible for the, the, the children of the city to take better care of ourselves. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's the colonial condition. And I would say, just say this in closing, I appreciate you allowing me to talk so long. Um, I, I usually not, try not to, but I would just say there are people who will call in and say, you know, what some people should do. And the reality is all of us got to do stuff. And the number one thing, in my view, that African people should do is hook up with the African People's Socialist Party. We had the only party in the entire world where African people have agency, where we can dictate and say what, what, we, what we want the future to be and make it happen. And so it's, it's just sitting around complaining and talking and, and analyzing. I mean, that's good. We have to do that. But we have a serious responsibility to change the world. I mean, you know, I can't live in my mama house no more because I don't, I, I can't have a damn life. You're grown. You're grown. <laughs> and so we've grown, yeah, and we have to grow up as African people and say we can't live right. in my parents' house if they ain't going. And I said, my mother, my mother took great care of me, but at, at some point in time, yeah, I wasn't with them beatings. <laughs> so, you know, you know uh, we be able to at some point in time take control of our lives now. And, and the African People's Socialist Party, the leadership of Chairman O'Malley Shatella, the science of African internationalism, is the only tool that's been around here for 50 years, still here. And if African people, like I used to 
say if you don't vote, then you don't have a right to complain. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about that. You know, if there's more than one way to vote, and at the booth, at the parents' booth, right? But what I can tell you is, if you ain't hooking up with the African People's Socialist Party, you know, it, it ain't a whole lot you can say that uh, that I find compelling or convincing. You know, and it ain't, it ain't on me. You know, if I go to school and, and do something, it ain't on me, you know, while you sitting back, you know, I'm for the dude. No, no, that's not how that works. That's not how that works, brother. Mm. We all got to play the role. Well, right, right. And I think, do it. let me, very good point, extremely good point. Because when, what we did with the, um, we've been organizing in Progress Village for, I've been organizing for almost five years now, right? And so um, they're the closest in terms of proximity and inside the flood zone to the Tico plant. Mm -hmm. So if there's a, a disaster that hits one of those cold ash ponds uh, or hits those cold ash ponds, it's going to be bad for those folk, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just them, but there are other, other communities. I'm just saying this particular community here is part of where we've been uh, uh, organizing with these folks and helping them understand and act on the issue of uh, building resilience in the community, right? So what we did was got together and we said, listen, a couple of us got together along with the people from the community and said, what we're going to do is this. Let's go ahead and get some solar energy into the community. And we called it Project Green Strike. And we went into the community and did the weatherization on some homes just as a part of the pilot program, and now we're trying to grow it out. And there are people now that are trying to get this solar energy put in now, get it, in, put, it, get it put in properly. And what it does is it cuts on the, it cuts down the energy burden. In other words, the cost of your utility bill. Because what they did, what they did with the greedy sales is they went back to, Tico went to the uh, Utilities Commission and got a rate hike four times. Four times. They're huh. looking to go back again around January or so and go do it again. You understand? So that we're paying for this, their environmental impacts and screw-ups and things like that. And and that's there's something wrong with that, especially when, when, and this is what prompted us to do it, there were so many people that were coming up with their electric bills and they were saying, this is, we can't, we can't do this. We can't pay this. And there were, there were more of those situations in life where you had people that were reporting to me about other folks losing their children because, they, because they're getting their lights cut off. Right? Yeah, it's a poverty and, issue. And they're lo yeah, it is. It really is. And they're losing their losing their homes, increasing the in, which increases the homeless population. Well, Hillsborough County already has a very bad issue with that. We have one of the high, one of the highest homeless rates anywhere in, in uh homeless populations anywhere in the United States. Right? Second probably to New York, uh, or Cali. So listen, what, what we're talking about here is a situation where we just said we're not doing this anymore. We're going to take it upon ourselves to help these people, and this is the best way we can do it, right? But that's that's what it takes. It's that, like Garvey so said, this self-determination, right? Walt, what I'm saying, though, Walt, what I'm saying, I know I'm cutting you off, because I know I had to get off soon. You, you, you know you have a little more time than I. I just, what I'm saying, though, brother, is just because somebody didn't have the determination and discipline or desire to go to school like you did or like I did or whatever, they still have a role. The role can't be because Walt went to school uh, and, and came up, you know, you know uh, made a certain kind of way, then, you know, Walt owe us something. No, you have to participate too. And not only that, right. you have to right. help, you have to get on the doggone bus with Walt. You know, and when the damn Sunday Forum uh, say they need some money, you have to send some money to Walt. There you go. <laughs> You know, it, right, it, it, right. Walt got the help. It got to be every, every everybody got to play their part, brother. Everybody. And so I'm saying, uh, I, I'm, I'm making that hopefully, uh, you know, clear announcement that you know, join the party. You know, support Walt. Support all the people you want to support you. I mean, it's a it's a family. We we started out talking about it's a family. It's yeah. a team. Yeah. You know, I cook, I buy the food, I cook the food, my children wash the dishes. <laughs> right, right, right. That's before you cook the children food. That's what children are for. That's what children are for. Yeah, all right, and a family. And so I look forward to family, you know, joining the party and everybody playing their role instead of, you know, and, and not just sitting back, you know, just waiting for me to just cook the food, buy the food, and wash the dishes. Because <laughs> after a while, we ain't going to have no food. <laughs> you know, everybody has a role and a part to play, and it's an important role. You know, it's an important role. So I just yeah, encourage, 
you know, people listening to remember that, you know, we can't ignore black, you know, that we black and all. We can't ignore that. We have to accept that and understand that everybody has individual needs. We have to work together as a family, and um, we have to hold these, uh, this, this, this uh, parent system responsible for the mess they made. Yeah. All right, Uru, thank you so much. Uru, brother. All right. Well, I think, yeah, he raises a good point. I mean, if you can get any agency to act as a uh, part of the family right. that's that's anything can be helpful because you know we do have a problem with police in the south and maybe it's it's you know specific to florida that these sheriffs and these cops they just take the simple route of separating the family and i think that if you confuse family poverty with neglect then that's a problem you know, it's a problem, especially when there is no help coming. And I think that if there are agencies out there that could help, you know, help you take some control or help with the kids. Well, and if you especially families that don't have extended families right, here, you know, right. then that would be helpful. You know, somebody like the Uhuru's or any organized groups, unit yeah, that groups, could help. Yeah, yeah. You know, we need yeah. that kind of. Of help, you Partnerships, know, anything we can that's do. That's community. You know, that's do right. Community, exactly. And, and I think um, that's what that's what we discussed on the bus. Those are some actionable items. That, there are some actionable items that can that can be done as partner as we partner within our community ourselves, right? And then if people want to help out from other, other places, that's fine too. But we took it upon ourselves as black males. And as the Black Farmers Coalition, as uh, the Carmina Enterprises, owned by David Carmina, by the way, shout out to them, uh, and Reverend Neely uh, and uh, Dr. Sandra Johnson Austin, um, you know, for working on these things. It's very, very important that we do these things because uh, we can't keep living like this. We can't keep doing things like this. And, it, it, you know, it, it comes to a head at some point. Yeah, it does come to a head, and it did come to a head for us because we took it upon ourselves to work with the people in order to get this to work, and that's that's how it works. You know, you get what I'm saying. So, um, yeah. if you if you can take a take a moment, I was watching. Uh, uh, you know, if you're not a fan of Little House on the Prairie, which I am yeah. not, but I just happened to be watching it one time, and you know, uh, the this lady's house uh, got hit by a storm. And the shingles were messed up. The people of the community came together, got on top of that roof, and they fixed that roof. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They fixed the roof. It's community. It, it takes a it, village. It happens. So they have the IRA is out there. The, the Inflation Reduction Act is out there. It's accessible. You can get access to it. Come to December 9th. I'll say this. December 9th, I'm having another think tank. Okay, WMNF is actually one of the sponsors of the think tank. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. (laughs) So December 9th, December 9th, from 11 to 3, 11 to 3, WMNF and the Tampa Housing Authority are sponsoring the the Carol Camisa. This particular think tank is known as the Carol Camisa uh, Environmental Justice Think Tank Series. Okay, so these series of think tanks that I do, are named after Carol Camisa, who was a good friend of ours um, who really believed in these think tanks and come, people coming together and coming up with actionable items. Uh, I so, believe in think tanks, too. And so does the right yeah. wing. I mentioned Michael Flynn in Sarasota earlier. That place that the right wing cabal visits are yeah. put together yeah. is called The Hollow. Oh, and wow, I'm sure sounds, the, the politics is hollow as well. That sounds ominous as hell, bro. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, they said uh, one emailer has written and said the hollow is in East Venice by Sleeping Turtles Preserve, Dang. and it's scary paramilitary stuff out there. Ugh. So this is what has happened in Florida. And this wow. is the politics that we're dealing wow. with, and human rights violations are going to be on tap if they're not already. You know, we we hear all of this right wing uh, insistence. You know, like from the governor of this state it talks about. Support for Israel is sacrosanct and paramount and all of that. But, you know, you are part of a party and a part of a reactionary grouping right here in Florida that has been anti-Semitic. We've seen these people put anti-Semitic banners all over the state, you know, and even up at Disney. What's the contradiction? Yeah. Who's going to recognize the contradiction there? That's right. That's craziness. Um, So... 
December, say it again, December 9th, from 11 to 3, come to the think tank. You can't miss, you don't, you don't miss things like this. Listen, we take, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday afternoon. Take one Saturday, man, and come learn something or come share what you know and work to change your community, man. I mean, one Saturday, one Saturday, you know, gosh, man. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not asking for your, for, for your firstborn. Just a few <laughs> hours, literally, you're sitting there, you're working with people that you don't know who are part of your community. Maybe, maybe you do know them. It doesn't matter. But the bottom line is we're working for solutions together. This is what life is talking about. This is what we're talking about. I mean, let's make that change, man. 11 to 3 at the Reed Apartments. The Reed Apartments at 1240, Martin, um, 1240 Ray Charles Boulevard. 1240 Ray Charles Boulevard from 11 to 3. Come check out the Carol Camisa Environmental Justice Think Tank. Come on out. Be a part of it, man. Be a part of the change, folks. Listen, we want to thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum today. Uh, as we talk about this issue of human rights, um, you know, stop these folks from destroying your air. Stop these folks from destroying your water. Stop these folks from burning fossil fuels that do this stuff to you. Stop them. You can stop them. Not just your voice, not just with your voice, but with your with your making policies. You're submitting policies. You're demanding that these policies be passed because these seats that these people sit in don't belong to them. They belong to you. That's right. They belong to us. We put them there. Preach. We put them there from city council to the county commission. Those seats don't belong to you. They belong to us. Brand brand new news, news breaking news right here on the Sunday Forum for you. Okay? They belong to us, not you. So when we want to talk to you, I suggest you talk to us. When we want to talk to you, when we want to make a change, I suggest you work on trying to make that change so that it makes a better quality of life for everybody. For everybody. Because when everybody, because if everybody finds out that you don't want to talk about it, guess what? Everybody's going to put you out of that seat. Come on. Come talk to us. This is what it's all about. It's coming together and making that change. All right? December 9th. Come on out and let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, listen, these are the sounds of most deaf in the auditorium. It's talking about colonization, right? It talks about colonization. Yeah. But hey, listen, uh, we're glad you could join us here on this Sunday forum uh, here on WMNF 88.5. This is Walter L. Smith II along with my main man, Mabili, and we're saying we're out of here. And next is the post-barden hootenanny. All right, we'll talk to you later. WMNF Tampa. Sometimes it's too hard to sit still Things are so passionate, times are so real Sometimes I try to chill, mellow down, blow a smoke a smile on my face, but it's really no joke You feel it in the street that people breathe without hope They going through the motion, they dimming down the focus The focus get cleared and the light turns sharp And the eyes grow teary, the mind grow weary I speak it so clearly, sometimes y'all don't hear me I push it past the base, no nation's got to feel me I feel it in my bones, black I'm And a so shout out and happy birthday to my baby girl, Bug uh, Josiana De Martinez, my granddaughter. I love you, baby. Granddaddy loves you. I'm everywhere, penthouse, pavement, the curb. Cradle to the grave, so cathedral of a cell. Universal ghetto life, while I'm black, you know it well. Quiet storm, vital form, pen pushed it right across. Mind is a vital force, high level right across. Soul is the lion's roar, voice is the siren. I swing around, ring out, and bring down the tyrant. Chop a small axe and knock a giant lopsided. The world is so dangerous, there's no need for frightening. Suckers trying to hide. Like the struggle won't find them Then the sun busts through the cloud They clearly remind them It's everywhere Penthouse pavement the curb Cradle to the grave Talk of each of a shell Universal ghetto life Holla black you know it well What it is You know They know what it is We know Y'all know what it is Ecstatic There it is Huh What it is You know We know what it is They know Y'all know what it is You know What it is, you know, we know what it is, they know, y'all know what it is, you know, it is. Mm. Oh. Mm. 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 Mm.
Original. Original. And always on time. And rocking your mind. Sit and come relax. Riddle of the Mac. 